Hey, what's up everybody? My name is Clayton Welch and I am on staff here at the Passage Church. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Passage P3D podcast. I'm here today with Pastor Matt for our initial episode of this podcast. So thanks for joining us. Hey Matt, tell us what the P3D podcast is. All right, the three, the P3D podcast, um, well, it all goes back to really our vision. Our vision is to be followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus where we live and where he leads. And so the strategy by which we accomplish the vision is we want to see people doing three things or have done three things. Number one, we want to see them discover and respond uh, to, G- to Jesus first, number one. Number two, we want to see them develop Develop in the relationship with Jesus, and number three, demonstrate His love to a lost world. And so, we believe if people are doing those three things, then if they have responded, if they have discovered who Jesus is, said yes to Him, developed their relationship with Him, demonstrate His love, then by default, hey, they're going to accomplish the vision. Yeah. So, uh, the format of this podcast is going to be—it's uh, going to be about twenty minutes long. And the thought process is just—you uh, know—a lot of people listen to podcasts on their way to work. Um, so this is going to be available uh, on lots of different podcast avenues, right? So Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Play, all the things that people would listen to podcasts from. So it'll be about 20 minutes long, and it won't just be me and you talking all the time. We're going to have some guests come in and uh, talk about different areas. Um, I think we've already discussed a few guests coming in, talk about family discipleship, um, talking about serving um, the community, different places like that. So, uh, but today is just kind of the intro thing. So yeah, we're just going to get started, hang out for a little bit and thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, I think the, a couple of things. We want to focus on a couple of different areas. And so if, if I am a follower of Jesus and, uh, okay, I want to make followers of Jesus, number one, how do I help somebody discover and respond to Jesus? How do I share the gospel? Uh, that's going to be that part of that piece. Uh, the second piece is, okay, once they have become a believer, or maybe I'm a new believer, and I want to know what does it look like to develop in my relationship with Jesus. We say this around here um, in regards to develop. If, if I go to uh, out to eat this evening with my wife, and the people in the table across from us, they've got a, a one-year-old, you know, and they get this one-year-old out, and they get the bottle out, and they feed the one-year-old, and they feed, they, they feed the one-year-old the bottle we're going to look and we're going to wave. We're going to think that's really cute and great and awesome. If they get they get the same restaurant, that same couple, but instead of a one-year-old, they have a 15-year-old. And when the food comes, instead of eating the food, they get a bottle out. Something is not cute. Something is tragic in that moment. Right. And one of the things that we believe is that we want to teach people how to develop in their relationship with Jesus so that after somebody's been following Jesus for 15 years, they're not where they were when year one of following Jesus. Then the last piece is, how do I, piece is how do I demonstrate that? How do I live a missional life where God's placed me? How do I demonstrate the love of Jesus? And to whom do I demonstrate the love of Jesus? What's that look like for me? And so those three things are, are really pivotal, pivotal into the church, into the life of the church, into the life of a believer. And so we think it's worth creating a podcast about and creating resources and giving resources so that people can grow in those three areas. Yeah, we get questions a lot about, hey, what are some resources that I can use for family uh, discipleship, devotions, or we get we actually get a lot of questions like, hey, I really want to get connected. I want to start 
growing in my relationship with the Lord? Can you connect me with somebody? And uh, a lot of times we push people to missional communities and uh, explain a little bit what a missional community is. Sure. A missional community is one of the what we would call on-ramps or avenues of disciple-making within the pastor's church. A missional community is a group of families, people, individuals, um, usually from about 7 to about 15 people, and uh, sometimes maybe slightly larger than that. But the idea is that they would grow in their relationship with God. That's kind of the up uh, rhythm of a missional community. That they would grow in relationship with one another, and that's kind of the in rhythm of a missional community. And that they would also decide on a mission that they can be a part of together and they can live on mission together to try to accomplish this mission as a group in something they could not accomplish on their own. And that's kind of the out rhythm of missional communities. Yeah. So, uh, for example, uh, my missional community, I'm in the Montgomery's missional community and, uh, we, our mission is everyday grace foster care. Now we have the Browns, uh, in our group and they are a foster family and, um, they kind of, kicked off everyday grace but the group as a whole helps out with everyday grace so the foster closet um helping organize the website i mean they've really taken off and uh done a lot with it so the way it works for us is we'll meet uh together as a group one week and then the next week the girls will meet uh for dinner and then they'll do some type of something with the mission you know uh they'll come up here and maybe work on the foster closet stuff uh, then the next week we meet as a group, and then the week after that the guys meet and for dinner, and then we'll also go and work on the mission. And then, um, you know, just throughout the, the week, uh, you know, we check on each other. I know that uh, some members of the group really, they take each other's kids to different places, uh, babysit for them while they have appointments and stuff like that. So they're really living on mission, and so you get to see that played out with the missional community. I think one of the things in missional community that you get is when you focus on mission together, um, you're gonna get community. Because being connected to and caring about a mission together, community is gonna be a natural outpouring of that. But if we start with community um, and we just focus on community, we rarely get mission. And yeah. so by, start, by, by always coming around a mission, we're hoping that the community, the end piece happens because we're caring about and living on mission together. Just like you have seen and been a part of in any type of missional engagement that you've done with a group of people. You, you grow closer together. Maybe that's a mission trip. Maybe that's a serve project that you've done, but you connect with those people you're serving with. Yeah. So, uh, so we have missional communities. And then this year we actually launched... DNA group. So that's another on-ramp for people uh, to get involved in the church, to start being discipled by somebody, or to start discipling somebody. Um, because that's what we do, right? We are followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus where we are and where we live. That's our church vision. Um, so DNA groups are kind of another on-ramp. Uh, can you explain DNA groups a little bit? So they're kind of new, so maybe yeah. they're still they're still new for everybody. So, so DNA groups are a place uh, groups of three, four, five uh, folks gather together, um, men with men, ladies with ladies, and they uh, a couple things. Number one, they're going to be in the Word together. They're going to discover the the Word. They're going to read it. Um, they're going to. Um, kind of ask some questions about who God is and how do we live in light of what we've read. And, and then there's going to be a nurture piece. And really, this is a kind of an accountability piece of helping one another follow Jesus. 
it's really hard. There, there's all these one another's in scripture, and it's really hard to do those one another's if you just come on Sunday mornings. Um, to love one another, encourage one another, forgive one another. Um, all these one another spur one another on to love and good deeds. It's hard to do if we come and just sit and, and leave. It's hard to carry out those one another. So we want to nurture one another in the relationship with Jesus. And then the last thing, we want to call people to action. So based on what we've read and based on our conversation, what's the Holy Spirit leading you to do next? Like, what's your next step? Because we've met today and because we've read the Bible, like now, what are you going to do with that? Question number one, who are you going to tell about it? Question number two. And so we're trying to lead people into a couple of things. Number one, we want them to be um, aware that as followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in them, empowering them to live a life for Jesus. But number two, we want to get them to see that, that they are on mission once they leave that to go to a group of people and that they are there by God's design but to live among those people and to be um, a missionary, wherever that may be. Yeah, uh, that's a good point about the the Sunday morning thing, especially, you know, since we 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 had all of our volunteers. First of all, we didn't meet for a while. We were only online. And then we came back and it's kind of like, hey, come in and we'll worship together and then you know, don't hang around because we can't have people lingering in the building. Um, so some of those relationships kind of got lost and like there's some personal responsibility that I feel like uh, may have been put by the wayside a little bit. Like, you know, some people come to church on Sunday mornings and they then they go home and they think like, well, how come I, I don't have community at this church or I don't, I'm not connecting with anybody. Well, I mean, there's different ways you can try and connect and there's that's the personal responsibility right so like are you serving are you seeking somebody out are you meeting somebody new on sunday mornings are you actively trying to build those relationships and uh, that's one thing i think that our church puts tries to put emphasis on is that personal responsibility yeah absolutely we, we talk about it um in a different in, in a different variety of different ways um when we meet the personal responsibility of um a lot of times people will say, hey, we'll sit and we'll wait for somebody to come to us. We'll wait for somebody to, to initiate with us. When when we have avenues and ways, people can seek those things out. And so, hey, be responsible to do that. And then we also talk about personal responsibility in the context of you are responsible by, um, by God for the people that God's placed in your life. So um, you're personally responsible for your neighbors, for your coworkers, for your friends, and in their relationship with Jesus. So, so personal responsibility is a huge thing um, and a big piece of our church. And really, I think it's a big, big part of our culture that we want people to assume responsibility. Um, and, and so we just apply it in a few different areas here. Nice. Um, well, speaking of personal responsibility and personal things, been reading some good books lately? What's been going on? Well, yeah. Well, so um, part of this podcast, what we want to do is uh, we want to give some recommendations. So if we're going to yep. only do this podcast once uh, every other week, then we want to kind of give you some things that you can be devouring. I, I don't know. Do you, are you a book reader? Do you enjoy reading books? I do enjoy reading books. Um, I don't always. It's, it's kind of like working out sometimes. Like uh, I really enjoy doing it, but I don't always make time for it. Right. Yeah, yeah, a perfect analogy. And uh, I think reading is one of those things that, like, I complained about doing growing up, but I yeah. wish I would have done more of. Yeah. Um, because there's so much uh, just quality content that's available in the folks that are writing. 
and that's being pushed out there all the time. And so, uh, yes, so if, if you call Pastor's Church home or if you, you're, you're just tuning in to learn more about disciple making, you're going, hey, where do I start? What's going to get me part of the conversation? Um, I think the, the Gospel Fluency book by Jeff Vanderstel is a great place to start on that. Um, yeah, I told somebody uh, this week, they asked for resources, and I told them that I'd probably say like 85% of what our church does as far as like trying to reach people and discipleship making comes from that book right now. So It, it at least comes from <clears throat> the, the what what Vanderstelt's doing yeah. um, and, and his ministry that's there and DNA and all that kind of stuff is kind of all originating out of what one that originate from but they've made some really good strong strides. yeah they've got a good model going on yeah and, and so it's a really good thing because it's, it's basically helping us take the mindset of the like how does the gospel influence your parenting how does the gospel influence your work relationships how does the gospel influence uh your um the way you interact with your neighbors like how does the gospel influence when you get passed over for a um promotion at work so yeah it, it, it what i like about it, it's not that it's this gospel fluency so it's not using the gospel as a tool to get through those things like um i mean it is that you're you're becoming fluent it's the you view everything through the lens of the gospel so like he gives the analogy when you go to a foreign country you could just learn enough to get by um and just kind of you know be around there but you're not gonna you're not gonna really fit in you're not gonna thrive if you're in another culture and you just know how to say where's the bathroom right um so when if you get thrown into that culture and it's everything you do you quickly assimilate i guess is the word or you you quickly kind of view everything through that lens and you learn so much more and you're able to be thriving in that culture so that when you uh get into the gospel like that and you view the gospel like that like you're being fluent in the gospel it's everything that you do so i thought that's cool and it helps us in interactions and so when we're talking with people and someone says just kind of talks about just a broken part of life maybe it's a broken relationship maybe it's a and it's a strained something um and to help them see things through the eyes of the gospel, especially as we one another each other, as we've talked about already. Um, gospel fluency is a great tool for that. So it's just a really good, really good book. Um, I'm, I'm always reading um, stuff that Alan Hirsch is, is throwing out there. Just one quote that kind of summarizes what we're doing. It says this, is if, in, if individual members are not committed to living their lives as kingdom-minded missionaries in their daily life stations, then the corporate effort, efforts of the church as a whole will never sniff the air to their true kingdom potential. So the church is always gonna hit the lid um, of what we can accomplish if the people that are part of that church are not seeking to live their life as missionaries, what he calls in life stations, live, work, play, those types of things. And if we're not individually doing that where God's placed us, then the passage church will not sniff the air of what we could be um, as, as long as people are not seeing themselves as missionaries. Yeah. So Alan Hirsch does a lot to develop that. But for today, let's just 
give you one quote, give you one book. That's it. Clayton, you're always sending me new music. <laughs> that um, I am, so music-wise, uh, we got a couple minutes left. What yep. should people download? What should people be listening to on their commute when they're not listening to the podcast? Yeah, so, man, I have been really digging uh, two bands, really, lately. So can I, can I say two? Give me two. Two. Okay, well, um, so Red Rocks Worship. Uh, they just had a new EP come out, and it's called Things of Heaven, uh, Where We Come From. And man, this morning, I was jamming that at the gym. I was jamming it yesterday. It's just, it's an amazing album. Um, it's got a couple a couple upbeat songs on it, but really, it's, it's just, I mean, it's going to bring you to worship. Um, so Red Rocks Worship has kind of been my jam lately. And then my other jam is this band called uh, The Eagle and Child. So they are, I think I, I told you wrong the other day. I think I thought they were from Seattle. They are not from Seattle. They're from San Diego. But uh, they're not really worship music, right? So they're just kind of Christian music that you can listen to that's not K-Love. Not that there's anything wrong with K-Love. What are you laughing for? What in the world? That's good. It's or good. his radio. That's good. That's I mean, good. come Red on. Red Rocks Worship's not going to be on K-Love? No, uh, Red Rocks Worship, may, yeah, they probably won't be. Okay. Elevation and stuff like that, they're on there, which is fine. Yeah, Elevation's good. new album is fun. Um, but uh, yeah, Red Rocks Worship. But The Eagle and Child. Um, so check them out. The newest, the newest uh, album is called Sight. And man, I've been jamming that one, trying to learn the songs. What and, kind uh, of genre are we talking about with Eagle and Child? The Eagle and Child is kind of, uh, I don't know. What would you? What kind of genre would you say John Mark McMillan is? Okay, so that, that that's a very good comparison. So that they cover several of his songs when they play live, and they sound very similar. Okay. Um. So, but man, they are they're right on. They're 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 just cool. They're a little bit out there, but I would I would recommend them. But All if right. you're not going for a little bit out there, start off with Red Rocks Worship. Red Rocks Worship. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I hope that the last few. 20 minutes, 15 minutes, how long we've been on here, uh, you have gotten an idea. 17 minutes and 43 seconds. You've gotten an idea of where we're headed with the podcast, enough to that where you'll at least come back and give us one more shot. Yeah, yeah. And after that, give us one more the shot. The four-week challenge. More. We should do the four-podcast challenge. That's right. Hey, we do a four-week challenge for new people that come to church, and we tell them, hey, come for four weeks, learn people, or kind of learn what it's all about. Yep. Same thing with podcasts. Dude, you know... This has been great. The only thing now, what we have to do, we did, we recorded the podcast. Now we have to come up with a cool intro, like a the passage P three D podcast. Hey, that's on. That's on you. Something like that. Call All right, Eagle and Child, and see if the Eagle right. and Child. Do you know what the Eagle and Child is? No. It's a. It's a. It's a like a tavern in uh in England. It's where I say England. It's where like Tolkien and C S Lewis used to meet. Oh, and the okay. and the the inklings they would meet there and uh, discuss stuff, so right. that that's the place. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Passage P3D podcast, our first episode, and um, stay tuned. And we look forward to uh, talking with you next time. And uh, you guys have a good day. That's it.